to episode 10 of the Content Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Lucy Mutt, founder of Method Marketing, and this week I'm chatting to social media manager and influencer Molly Hyde about making an impact on Instagram. She tells us how she built her audience, created a beautiful newsfeed, and secures consistently high levels of engagement across all of her posts. If you're considering setting up an account for your business, her insights are invaluable. So if you're ready to get started, let's jump right in. Hi Molly, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, looking forward to the summer. I'm sick of this weather. <laughs> yeah, had a horrible walk in the rain and hail earlier actually as well. So oh, lovely. That's interesting. <laughs> I love this time of year. I know. Um, summer soon, or spring at least. I know, the nights are drawing out, so that's all good. <laughs> um, so before we probably get into the podcast, can I just ask you to introduce yourself and what it is you do? Sure. So my name is Molly, as you probably already know. <laughs> and um, at the moment, I'm a social media manager freelance. And I also have my own life and style blog, I would call it. It kind of covers a lot of different things, and mostly on Instagram, though. That's my main platform, um, which is obviously what we're going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a rough outline of what who I am and what I do. Yeah, so you've got um, more than 4,000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty cool. Um, yes I am hanging around that number though which is one of those frustrating things I think a lot of people are kind of feeling that at the moment so I'm trying not to focus too much on the follow account <laughs> yeah but it's so easy to focus on that yeah the numbers numbers game but yeah. um, can you maybe explain why you got started on Instagram what the the draw of the platform was yeah sure so I have always been quite a creative person I like to think um, and I think it was the kind of really visual nature of the platform. Um, I started, it must have been, oh, I think how old Instagram is now, but it was right at the beginning when it wasn't really a very known thing. So when mm. I would tell people kind of what I was up to, it was before blogging was, well, blogging was a thing, but the whole influencer, that wasn't really a word, influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend, when I was at university and my friends were like what are you doing why are you taking pictures of your outfits um, but I just saw it as a really nice creative outlet where I could share with like-minded people um, so my kind of fashion tips um, I used to customize my clothes and share it with you kind of have, have like a community on it so that's back when it first began and it was a lot smaller so you could really like, create these meaningful relationships which I think has kind of slightly got a bit lost at the moment but I think it could be coming back with the um kind of really importance of comments and making those relationships with people rather than just relying on likes and all numbers so yeah really interesting that that's coming back around um and that you know the numbers might not be so important anymore that it might actually be about that engagement definitely i think it's a real positive even though everyone sees it as a kind of very negative thing at the moment just because it's quite a scary change if they do obviously remove you know with hiding likes and things Mm. Um, but I think it should be to move in the right direction. I think Instagram have kind of had the pressure from mental health mm. issues and things, so that's kind of where that comes from, I think. But yeah, should be should be okay. Don't panic. <laughs> well, yeah, there are other ways of achieving, you know, your goals and objectives, and ultimately that's kind of a vanity metric: the likes and the followers. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's very true. Although that said, do you have any tips about how you grew your um, following? And any tips you can recommend for people who are just starting out and want to start growing their numbers? Yeah, so I think at the beginning, it was all about really kind of, I think basically you've got to 
from the start you've got to really set out what you want to get from the platform because you can get so much from it it just really depends what your goal is and like your objective and kind of how you want to portray yourself because it is only a side of you for, you know, from my personal point of view not from obviously businesses but you know you've still got a brand image that you want to decide what you're going to put forward um so that's a really kind of key start to like build the foundation rather than just going head in just you know willy-nilly posting so i think you've got to really kind of think about that and really be consistent with that image that you choose and then in terms of actually doing things to build my following i'd say tagging different accounts in pictures and commenting and i actually started when it was called what was it shout shout out for shout out was a hashtag oh yeah i remember um, that so good. yeah yeah it was really it's actually very good at the beginning though um i think it's got a bit overused and everyone you know now, now i've got follow fridays and things which are the equivalent they're great just a case of really making the relationships with people and then they like your content so they want to share you with their audience and then it kind of spirals and you know you get seen by a lot of their following and then you can borrow because i think especially if you're doing if you're kind of talking to people who are like-minded and have similar accounts to you even though they're kind of your competition it's actually great because their followers are more likely to want to follow you as well so that's yeah little, and actually i was yeah. going to ask you about the, the building of the engagement and that's something that i've certainly found is the going out and commenting on other relevant mm -hmm. accounts and other relevant who are using hashtags in my space to try and yeah you know no, i think yeah get their attention if you found that really works for you I think that's really yeah, is a key thing. People just think, oh, Instagram, you just take five minutes, take a picture, post it, and jobs are good. And it's really mm -hmm. not. I think there's a lot of behind the scenes that you've got to do. So like you said, kind of going actively, I do spend, I'll say, right, this is 20 minutes, I'm going to engage, engage, engage um, by commenting on people's um, pictures. I would normally do it anyway, but I think sometimes it's good to just sit yourself down and know you're definitely doing that. And I do notice an, a difference in my engagements on the weeks that I do that. Um, yeah. And also recently with hashtags, I feel like I use, I always, I have a bank of hashtags, like a hashtag bank in my notes on my phone. <laughs> and I always copy and paste, you know, have 30 hashtags, so I'm like, right, I'll make the most of it. And I do change them slightly for, say, what's in the picture to be more relevant. But recently I've actually done some more kind of hashtag research and I've really noticed the difference on the reach. So that's a really oh, okay. kind of key thing, like kind of for recency. Um, so it's doubled my reach because obviously, you know, since they changed from a chronological order on mm. LinkedIn, I mean, LinkedIn, sorry, Instagram, God, you tell I'm and I didn't even notice, sorry. <laughs> I just sort of rolled with it. So, um, what we're saying, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, chronological order. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so since they changed from that, it's a lot harder, obviously, to get the reach that maybe we used to have. Um, so by hashtagging it enables you to I think it gets you into the you explore page mm, yeah so it helps you be on there and then also when people say actively search for the hashtag that you've used if you come up in the top section of it then that's mm. going to really help your reach because people are going to you know see you straight away and also people can follow hashtags now so you might come up in their feed without them even following you but it's a like, great thing for you to you know be able to pop up there and they don't necessarily follow you but they might then follow you so yeah hashtags are really important now i think that is the um the, the dream isn't it it's like appearing on that explore page it's like yeah, every influencer's dream it's like i have to appear here um do you have any tips on how you go about hashtag research so you, you just said you've been looking into it a bit more 
Where would you typically well, start? It's almost like competitor research. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you look at similar accounts or accounts that you aspire to be like, see what they're hashtagging, you know, have a little route around, actually look on the hashtag and see if it's what you want to be associating with or if you think your content would, you know, is good enough to kind of appear on that top section um, just to really get a feel of what content is on it. Because, you know, you could have a hashtag and it's huge and you're never going to get on it. It's not very realistic. So you want to go for one that's not, got so many tags that you're going to get lost in it but also not too small that no one's actually going to search for it so it's a real balance of you can obviously use a bit of both that's kind of the easy option just to cover all bases um but yeah it's just a case of really thinking what you want to be seen for but also mm. what you actually might be able to be seen for so it's kind of yeah dream and reality <laughs> combination well i remember reading there was an article god i don't know when it must be a couple of years back saying and it's really interesting, I found it worked for me, is sort of getting, aim for those hashtags that have been used around like a, between 10,000 and 100,000 times rather than going for the hashtags yeah. that have been used a million times because you're never going to get seen. But if you go for exactly. the lower volume, you're more likely to appear in, in the feed, which I found really useful. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I think the one, I've just been looking at my last post and it got, I was actually in the, I was in the top section. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so that was in that was for around yeah ten and it was ten thousand for that those hashtags. Um, but there were some new ones that you I don't. It's one of those things you're not sure where they've stemmed from because obviously you can create a hashtag. Mm. So say if you wanted to have one associated with you and then you could then share people's posts from it or you know mm. so people obviously are making these hashtags. Um, there was one that a couple of fashion bloggers did called it was another outfit post. Because okay. you know, we're always posting outfits, it was like kind of a jokey, like oh hashtag another outfit post. And now that one is that one's like taken off because all fashion bloggers seem to use it now because you know once one uses it, they want to kind of get a share on it, and then it just you know spirals again into everyone's using it. Uh, it can yeah, be really hard. To stay, it's so hard <laughs> to stay on top of them though. There's just as you say, anyone can create one. So staying yeah, on top exactly. of which ones are relevant and which ones are being used, mm-hmm. it's really hard. Yeah. And you said, <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, I did see, a, and you mentioned about having a hashtag bank, and I know that I do that, but um, can you just explain what that is for anyone who isn't sure? Oh, yeah, sure. So it's basically, I have a, well, on, for me, it's personally on my notes, and it's just a, a few different sets for, say, the different types of content that I post, so that I can then just copy and paste a set of certain different hashtags which are roughly relatable to that post. So say I've done a um, fashion street style picture, I'll, I will copy and paste the hashtags that are all about, say they literally are hashtag street style or hashtag fashion blogger or things like that. And then say if I do one where I'm outside in the countryside, I also add in a section about countryside style and things. So it's just really a case of making it a bit easier because if you are posting every day, they're not going to change drastically. So it's great to have them kind of in reserve so you can mm. just save a bit of time <laughs> yeah it can take forever to start typing out hashtags and then or if mm. you accidentally go over i've done that before you accidentally do 31 oh, i always copy and paste it when i'm writing it down though because then you can't uh, repost it can you no but you can't copy it from the from the comments yeah that's a little uh, trick i've learned from the frustration <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so you've sort of discussed about discovery and how you get found in terms of getting that engagement do you find that there are any particular techniques that you use to gain engagement do you tend to have like a call to action in every post for instance 
so I think in to call to actions, that's a tricky one because I know Facebook have been obviously they're very similar, you know, owned by the same people. So Facebook has been um really kind of anti call to actions and I think apparently if you put them in your post it's very, you have to be very clever about them now I think you know you've got to be more subtle call to actions rather than comment with a heart emoji or you know very obvious what you're trying to do um so I think call to actions are less important than they used to be but it's very hard the engagement I think it's just a really case of you've got to think about what you're putting in your caption it isn't just an image you know everyone mm. sees it as this like it's very visual but you've got to give some kind of at least give some value in your caption as well as your image um so then that helps people say they might save your post which also helps with um it mean instagram kind of ranks higher if you've got more saves um so that can help with at least with reach anyway for that um yeah with i think with the engagement it's just a case of making sure you're engaging with similar content kind of going onto those hashtag pages and even just with the few of the top ones and engage with those and then it's kind of reciprocated yeah. yeah and you find i think you find that the people who are sort of active on instagram they will come and check you out after after you've made a comment and and come and comment on your stuff as well i've definitely found that yeah definitely i think because you know how are you expected to be found if you're just going to sit there you know you're not you know you have to kind of put yourself out there to be found um yeah and i think as well in terms of kind of findability it it really is kind of the most underrated or underused tool is your bio and your name mm. it sounds really simple but because you, you know your name you can it's almost like you need to put your seo hat on and then put <laughs> kind of like ask your name so i've got i think i've got life and style blogger but that mm. is actually searchable within the app so if someone's looking for or you could put nourish blogger and if someone's looking for a nourish blogger they'd find me you know in that list or if they're tagging people they find me um so that's really important i think people not people don't realize that um a lot of people think that it's good to put hashtags in the bio or tag accounts in the bio but they're not actually searchable it's only the name bit that is searchable so that's only good if you have say like run two accounts or if a brand had a say customer service channel that they wanted to direct people away from the main account to that that's kind of handy because you can click on the, that in the bio um but yeah yeah actually i because you, you do still see it quite a lot and i don't know how well instagram have promoted that actually the hashtag is not that useful in the bio so yeah i, I even saw it in a little blog post somewhere i can't remember where i read it but i remember i obviously remembered it because i was quite surprised by the fact that it wasn't really that useful <laughs> yeah yeah because we i think everybody did it you know i know i did i had a couple like hashtag norfolk and things like that in there and then it's yeah. just a waste of value characters. Have, yeah, it's good if you have your own hashtag, like hashtag that you want to promote. But apart from that, I can't see how it's really useful. Yeah. But, yeah. And one of the tricky things about Instagram with the only having one link, obviously, in your bio. Mm. Um, and obviously you can't, well, you can link in a caption, but it's not going to be a clickable link. So I think with those, if you do have more links that you want to like, kind of send people off to, then think things like linktree is one of those mm-hmm. um services that you can kind of link off to multiple websites which is quite handy. i've never used that actually i've noticed a few people no are. i always tell myself i need to <laughs> i know i never get around to it no it's one of those things isn't it? maybe that's a bit of homework for me is to go away and set up a linktree or at least try it yeah maybe we both should <laughs> <laughs> we'll report back <laughs> yeah practice what you preach molly <laughs> yeah 
I think we're all guilty of that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just thinking in terms of people who are maybe going to launch an Instagram account for their business, do you think the same mm-hmm. principles apply about sort of engagement and I discovery? I think business is kind of, it is very different. But obviously, mm-hmm. that's what I'm about to say. It's different, but the same. I think when you start off as a business, you kind of start off on a slightly easier footing um i think because you kind of have there's that trust there initially because i don't know as humans we seem to trust businesses more than people um and i think uh, what am i trying to say here i just think once you start off as a business people are going to want to follow you because maybe they already know of you or you know if you're i can't think like e-commerce like a shop or something um they're just or they're going to want to tag you in things and they'll find you that way just because you're out there you've like, marketed yourself anyway you're not just mm. a you know, person who's could just be hiding away in a room so I think that can help just the initial how people view your profile um but I do think again it, it is really you've got to think about how you want to be seen before you actually start just so you really get that you can make a run and jump rather than just really try it for a week and then it'll just stop yeah <laughs> And, and I think, so, like you were saying about brand and having a, because you've got a very strong brand actually on your personal um, Instagram, but having, mm-hmm. like carrying your branding through on your grid and, and having certain rules about what, you, what you're posting and, and, and the filters you're using and things like that yeah. can be quite important. I think, yeah, consistency really is the key. Not even just in how, like the timing of your posts, you know, like are you going to post every day? Are you Are going to post, you know, on a Tuesday and a Thursday? Um, you also need to work that out. But then also, I think consistency with how your image, well, I can't speak, how your images are looking. Mm. Um, so that kind of really does help to, yeah. Kind of, yeah and I think got, it's one of those things where it's quality over quantity. And as you, um, if you've got more than one person posting on your behalf on your account as well, I suppose having consistency across those people as well. And mm-hmm. then yeah, like definitely. Got a team. I think, yeah. Yeah, because one of the that people always say to me, why is my feed so you know look why does it matter if it looks all the same tones or you know all the same with the same preset on it um but i think i know people don't necessarily see my pictures all in one go once they're following me but before they follow me that is what they're going to see so it's kind of you've got to really capture their either interest or people need to see instantly why what they would gain from following you or you know what your like brand is really straight away just from those grid posts i think hopefully it's important as a business you'll have those brand guidelines already set up so it's a case of probably just extending them to cover instagram oh definitely yeah i think that's yeah the case kind of linked in quite well with the other social platforms i think instagram and i think what you were saying about sort of doing the outreach in the community and the social part of the social media is something that businesses often miss that they're not doing yeah. the engagement and they're, they're going out and chatting and, and being that social body almost. They're just posting and then leaving it. I don't know if you find the same thing. Yeah, I think it's a case of, you know, they just think you make the content, you promote it and it's all going to come back to them. But you actually have to kind of reach out as well as, you know, it's kind of a case of pushing it as well as just, you know, doing it in a way. I think it's really key for businesses to use Instagram because it makes them a lot more relatable and gives the brand kind of a face to the brand, especially with the story section, which is another 
And personally, I think it's another underrated section of the app. Because um, I think, you know, you've obviously got your feed content, but if that's not necessarily being seen with the algorithm, you then have to hop onto the stories. But that's also a great way of even kind of driving revenue with the swipe ups. As soon as you get to that, you've obviously got to get to that stage with the 10,000 followers for those. But if you're a big brand, that shouldn't be too hard. And um, if not, then you can just, I don't know, with revenue, it's just so great with Instagram because you can tag your products in the feed or you can, like I said, do the swipe up. So I think it's definitely a really good tool for brands to use. It's just getting this- them to all the backing behind it (laughs) Mm. I think that's the thing sometimes with maybe with the stories is it's quite hard to know what to post sometimes because it it feels a lot more live yeah I think but it it can be so useful it's one of those things that it is scary but I think the more you do personally anyway for me the more I do them the more it becomes kind of second nature in my day Mm. I'll just be you know oh I should do this on stories or do this but as soon as I stop then I'm like oh I haven't done a story for a while what should I do um, but I think for brands, it's great because they can use it for say like audience insights. You can use mm. the yeah you know, the polls or the question stickers. If you had like an upcoming product launch, you could ask people, you know, what's your favourite colour, and then that could even help form your product by knowing yeah. that your audience actually, you know, your target audience like it. Or yeah, I think it's got lots yeah. of different. I've I've had like the questions. It's it's great for if you want to ask almost like a yeah like a survey you want to know about a particular thing the, exactly. the question sticker is fantastic yeah it's not like a big survey it's just kind of a one hit you just tap a button or you know with the um i can't think what you call it the kind of slideable mm. scale you can do that and that's just literally swiping your finger so it does appeal to everyone's slightly lazy nature <laughs> yeah but it's so interactive in a way that actually the feed posts aren't so it gives you a lot exactly. more opportunity to engage yeah it helps with that kind of creating that real engagement rather than just kind of a oh just tap a like you know mm. kind of helps to nurture that a bit more I think. I um, often encourage brands to do sort of behind the scenes type content on stories because I think that's quite nice bringing sort of a less curated more real uh, face to their business yeah. with stories. Yeah that can be really useful um, obviously depending on the type of business that it is but I think yeah behind the scenes just add that different element doesn't it to their otherwise curated feed but Mm. yeah Yeah, definitely are there any um businesses that you think um are currently acing it on instagram that you recommend people follow for inspiration maybe oh god there's a lot i can't (laughs) think now put me on the spot sorry (laughs) um who does i do think a lot of obviously magazines um maybe struggling in print but now it's all gone more digital they are very good at kind of using a swipe up on their stories or if they've got a headline you know it's very eye-catching stories mm-hmm. because it is that's the nature of their business really um but they also do things like um they kind of have a mini version of the magazine in the story so you can do like um this or that and it's a poll where you choose a pink dress or a blue you know or um things that you actually enjoy you know when it comes up on your feed you enjoy interacting with them or um you find out say not necessarily news stories but you find out what's going on um i think that kind of makes you want to follow them mm. trying to think of any actual e-commerce ones um i think asos do quite well mm-hmm. in terms of their relatability and um, they can really see they've really kind of tapped into who their like niche audience of 
say 20 maybe 20 year old to can't think 20 to 30 they've got like you know millennial age bracket where they kind of they'll do memes they'll do ones that are related just to them like they'll make asos ones mm. um so i think that's quite an interesting they've got quite a big social team behind them i think um yeah I think it's good when a brand doesn't just focus on what they sell necessarily they mm. actually see what is doing well on the platform itself and then they just try different things and see what works and what doesn't you know you've got to be quite bold I think to succeed yeah and there's some business I think are obviously quite nervous about their reputation and maybe not damaging their brand but it yeah. social allows you to have that little bit of freedom and maybe humanity in a yeah, way that other chance yeah. don't exactly i think if you are more nervous there are ways to do it and still do it well but just on a different level so you can be more maybe if you had a good designer you could do some kind of infographics on there and use it in a more visual way and keep it quite heavily branded still but also provide different value than say your website does mm. and yeah tap into different audiences just like via instagram so yeah yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, really visual platform, and I love that about it. But it also makes me realise how bad I am at taking photographs. <laughs> There's always editing apps that they yes. make my photos so much better. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations of any apps that you particularly like for editing photos? I think in terms of quality of the photo, then Lightroom is the first one that I would always mm -hmm. put my photo into. Um, that just helps with... I kind of... I always literally put the auto button on and see what it what it thinks I should be doing with the image and I'll always change it in case I don't agree um so yeah I kind of have a fiddle around with the lighting and exposure and that and then I always always recommend an app called I think I think it's called Unum so U-N-U-M yeah okay yeah, yeah that's one anyway and then, um, or there's another one called Planoly so P-L-A mm -hmm and so ly basically it really helps you to see how your feed is going to look so you can kind of pre-plan and you put your pictures into there before you actually post them so you can see if it matches so for me that's great just to see if all the tones are matching um or to see you know have i posted too many selfies recently maybe i should mix it up and post an outfit picture or a flat lay or something um so that's probably my most used app so kind of helping with the feed it's not necessarily with the individual pictures but just helps to see that you've got a coherent feed going on i always wondered how people got that i've never used planally that now it makes sense that oh, yeah. you can see yeah it's also schedule post so it's quite handy it's a all-rounder really oh. um kind of you know if you've got a busy week ahead or if you know that say pancake day is coming up and you've got some content to post you could put that in to when you know you're going to be posting it and then yeah schedule it and you can add captions so if you have some a creative like 10 minutes and you want to drop something down you can add it into that as a draft so, okay yeah it can be quite a handy tool really i think planally has a better one for scheduling than the other one that i mentioned because i've been using um, facebook creator studio to do my scheduling but that's not necessarily the most yeah, fun yeah. experience <laughs> i was gonna say that i don't really enjoy using any of the you. facebook's tools <laughs> no so i'm gonna yeah. i'm looking for an alternative so i will check that out yeah you definitely should yeah that's the two main ones that i use oh great yeah it's really helpful um yeah. if people want to find out more about you where can they do that do you uh what's your instagram handle for one thing so my instagram handle is what i started with and i don't know if i regret choosing the name 
but I'm going to stick with it. So my <laughs> handle is <laughs> Alamol. So that's A underscore L A underscore Mol. Um, because I'm obviously called Molly Mol, and it's almost like Alamode. So you know, mm-hmm. in the fashion, that's where I was rolling with my kind of love of puns, and I decided <laughs> to go with that. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that is where you'll find me with many a pun in my caption as well as a warning. <laughs> um, are you on LinkedIn um, as well? I am. That's under my normal name, which is Molly Hyde. So Molly with an I-E and Hyde with a Y. <laughs> and I'll put links in the show notes for people to, they can come that's find you. That's probably easier than my weird little bitty there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and sharing your ideas and your tips. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. Sorry, it was quite a lot of... Um, just kind of my thoughts no it's great that's exactly <laughs> what we want <laughs> word bomb just came out <laughs> that's great thanks so much molly thank you